This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Well, welcome back to the Age Changer Show, where we desire to elevate the church's vision to see our Christian walk in life through God's eternal purpose. We also want to equip believers to then live their life living out their identity in Christ with an eternal perspective. And finally, it is our mission at Summit Life Ministries to empower believers to live a supernatural life, a God-sized life, because that's what Jesus came to give you, a supernatural life that is lived out in a faith-filled obedience unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, we are still in a series called Contending for Fullness. And where we left off in the last episode is we left off in Daniel chapter 7. And we said that we need to more carefully examine this passage of Scripture because many people have interpreted it to be a vision that Daniel saw about the second coming of Christ. But they are mistaken Uh, And you go, well, why would they be mistaken about the timing of the fulfillment of this vision? And why do they make a mistake in their interpretation? Well, two reasons. It does use apocalyptic language. Talks about the clouds of heaven or the clouds of the glory of heaven. And Jesus used that very same language about how that when he comes back to earth, He will come with the clouds of heaven, the clouds of glory. Uh, The glories of heaven will accompany him as he returns. Then also this passage of scripture talks about the inauguration of the kingdom of God because many believers are only looking like the early apostles did for the institution of a natural kingdom. They think that the government of God, the kingdom of God, is, is only uh, established when we see a physical manifestation of it. But as you more carefully examine this passage of scripture in Daniel chapter seven, it's not about Messiah's return back to the earth. It's about his ascension into heaven. Let's read it again. It says, I saw in the night visions and behold, look with the clouds of heaven there came one like the son of man. And again, we just said that Jesus did not divest himself of his human body, his human nature on his return back to heaven. He really is a unique person that now has, he's one person, but with two distinct natures. He's totally God, totally divine, but he's also totally human. And so we just said for the first time in human history or the history of humans, there was a man that was brought near to God, the father, referred to as the ancient of days in this passage, and that that man was not destroyed by having a face-to-face encounter with God. Because we know the injunction in the Old Testament said, no man can see God and live. But here it is, Daniel seeing into time, seeing in the future, he sees a son of Adam 
that is now successful in making a journey from earth to heaven and he is brought near to God and he has a face-to-face encounter with God the Father and he doesn't just survive the encounter. No, he is honored in that moment and he is exalted and he is given possession or authority over all of the kingdom of God. Let's read it together. And it says, and he, the son of man, came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, an eternal kingdom which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. So we see that Jesus, while he lived on the earth, he talked to us that for the purpose of why he came into the earth was to be a king and to be a king of a kingdom. But he was not trying to seek some type of temporal kingdom, but he had a vision for a kingdom that was spiritual, something that was eternal. When we talk about spiritual, the synonym for spiritual is eternal, and eternal means spiritual. And obviously, those things that are eternal and spiritual have a greater significance and quality than anything that is temporal or earthly or can be felt and sensed through our senses. And so Jesus said, I I don't, I'm not attempting to establish a kingdom that's only going to last for 40 years. It's only going to last for uh, the lifespan of a man. No, because I'm on a quest Uh, to experience and to bring to light immortality for mankind, endless life for mankind, eternal life for mankind, the kingdom that I'm going to be given possession of and the kingdom that I am going to inherit is not something that is going to rise and fall and, and be a footnote of human history. No, the kingdom that I am going to possess and inherit is going to be an eternal kingdom and that which is eternal will influence time. That which is spiritual will rewrite human history. That which is in the unseen realm will become visible. The kingdom will come in manifestation and in demonstration as as it is proclaimed and declared by my messengers and my apostles throughout the earth. This is such a powerful passage of scripture because this king gave us the vision of this kind of kingdom when he walked upon the earth. But now as he ascends into heaven, the reality of the kingdom becoming his is given unto him. And so the Bible tells us throughout the New Testament, in the book of Acts, in the book of Hebrews, also in 1 Corinthians, it says that he has been seated and that as he has been seated with the Father and been given 
his dominion, which shall never pass away, neither will it ever be destroyed. He is waiting with an expectation that all of his enemies and all of his adversaries, one by one, are going to submit to him till finally Paul tells us how it's all going to end. And he quotes Isaiah in saying this, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord or King to the glory of God the Father. So let's go back to Colossians chapter three. Jesus is living a human life that no one has ever lived. He's living in the highest realm in heaven. He's been blessed with the highest riches and blessing in heaven. He is dwelling in the Holy of Holies with God the Father, uh, seated at the right hand of the Father. And we know that 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 is a symbolic metaphor that describes that he's been given the highest favor. He has been given the highest name. He's been given the greatest authority. And so today, Jesus is not just passive in heaven. He's not just up there, he's seated, but that doesn't mean that he's a passive ruler. He is actively ruling over a kingdom. He's actively expanding his kingdom. He's actively accelerating its advancement. He is actively pressing his enemies, bringing them under his submission. And we need to be connected to that reality. So when we read Colossians chapter three, we understand that Paul is is not just, you know, giving us a hypothetical situation saying, if you have been co-raised with Christ, I, I want you every now and then to be aware of things that are going on in heaven. No, he tells us to seek the things that are above. We're called and commissioned to be heavenly seekers. You know, years ago when the the American nation was moving westward, the land was so vast, they knew that it would take uh, decades for the West to be one and to be inhabited because there was vast tracts of wilderness and land that was unoccupied and was awaiting the arrival of frontier people that were willing to risk life and limb to make that long journey to the West. And so there was a a phrase that was coined in in the American vocabulary where, where they were saying, if you're looking for opportunity, if you're looking for adventure, if if you're looking for opportunities that are not found in the Eastern part of the country, go West, young man. I believe that there is a call that is being issued out of the heart of God for the church in this hour. And I want to rephrase that 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 American cultural iconic phrase, go west young man. No, we need to go heavenward, people of God. Sons and daughters of God. You were not born for time, you were born for eternity. You are not you are not confined to earthly realms any longer because you have been raised with Christ. And as you've been raised with him, it is your inheritance 
to live an ascension life. And so I ask you and I invite you through this passage of scripture to allow God to awaken your heart to becoming a seeker of those things that are above. But most believers, many believers today are totally disconnected from the life that Jesus is living at this moment. They're unaware of his activities. They're unaware of of the decrees that he is issuing as, as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They're totally disconnected. And as I said in the last episode, they're living their Christian and their spiritual life as if he is out of sight, therefore he is out of mind. He is out of our thoughts. Well, God wants us to be awakened to the realities of heaven, those things that exist in an unseen realm above us. But yet you and I can now live because of the Holy Spirit. We can now live in two places at one time. Because I, I'm, I have a, a body, I'm obviously in my body limited to uh, time and a physical space. But because my spirit has been brought in union with Christ and I am now filled with the Holy Spirit, there is no limit to where I have to, I have to only be an earth dweller. No, I can, I can be raised with Christ. I am now ascended with him. But the Bible also tells me concurrently at the same time as I'm uh, seated here, sitting in this uh, uh, chair, sharing with you right now, there is a part of me in Christ because I am dwelling in him and he is dwelling in me. I'm seated together with him in the heavenly realms. Now you go, Lynn, that, that's, that's a mystery. Yeah, there, there are mysteries to our faith and we don't have language to totally describe it and to wrap our mind around it. But just because I have limited thinking and I can't understand it all or fully explain it all does not mean that by revelation, the word of God has revealed to us that, that this is true and this is a reality. Otherwise, if, if we were not able to experience heavenly realities and eternal certainties, if, if we were not able to interact and engage the heavenly realm, if we were not able to, to experience with Christ what he is experiencing in heaven right now as he lives out his ascension life, his life of exaltation, then why would the apostle Paul invite us to seek those things that are above if they could never be discovered, if they could never be experienced, and they can never be fully realized in our life. So what do we mean by becoming a seeker? What does that mean? Well, the word seeker in the Greek is a word zetawo, and it means that I make that my aim. This is what I am striving for. This is what I'm craving. This is what I'm pondering. In other words, it possesses my thoughts. This is what is driving me. This is what is motivating me. This is what is animating me. Now, I can remember when I was young and in love, 
and I was in a courtship with Carmen. There were, there were days and hours in which she occupied, I want to say, my every thought, but maybe that would be an exaggeration. But I, I do want to say the majority of my thoughts. Because I just wanted to be with her. I wanted to see her. I wanted to be in her presence. And so if I could not see her and I could not talk with her, I could not be with her, it was my aim to figure out a way in which I could be with her or I could talk to her or I could see her. This is kind of what the word when Paul said, I want you to seek those things that are above. It's about fixing our affections. It's about fixing our heart. It's about fixing our spiritual gaze. It's about making eye contact with Jesus. It's, a, it's about doing a spiritual stare down and locking our eyes upon Christ, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It is about saying, God, there is one thing that is driving and motivating my life right now. And that is, I want to be with you where you are. I want to know what you're saying. I want to know what you're doing. I want your thoughts to be my thoughts. I want your heart to be my heart. I want to be feeling what you're feeling right now. What is breaking your heart? I want it to break mine. But I want to be consumed by the life that you are living in the heavenly realm as you live out your exalted ascension life. Because I know that the more I'm in tuned with you and your life and your heart and your thoughts and your life experience and interact with that, it will profoundly transform and change the life that I'm living here on earth. That my life becomes more heavenly instead of more temporal and earthly. I become a heavenly reflection. The kingdom comes as your will, your heart, your desire, your longings begin to be expressed through me. Again, people begin to see eternity invade time. They begin to see heaven come to earth. But really, how heaven comes to earth is not something external out there. It's something that comes to us internally, begins to, begins to grow and mature in us and through us, and then it begins to be manifest through us. Paul said this, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not something natural. It's not something that can be defined by physical things that we taste and touch. No, he said, it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's a quality of life. I know many people that go out every weekend and they go into the bars and they eat and drink, but their life is miserable. That's why the kingdom of God is not going to be a menu that if you, if you touch and taste and experience these external things, you can be happy and satisfied. Otherwise, if the world could satisfy us and what could satisfy the human heart could be found in earthly sensual things, we would have discovered it long ago. But yet we still see people still seeking, searching, trying to discover something in the earth that can still fully satisfy them. But Paul said, you were born to be a seeker, but quit seeking what you're longing for here on the earth below. What you're looking for is above you. 
So seek those things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So that's why we're invited in scripture to ask, to seek, and to knock. And so when when Paul says in this passage of scripture, I want you to seek, he's inviting you to, to be curious, to be inquisitive, to ask. Be willing to ask things above what you can what you can even frame or think or imagine with your mind. Be willing to go off the map, off grid, and, and begin to say, God, you've promised me the fullness of your life, the, uh, the abundancy of your life, a God kind of life experience. Well, if I'm going to have my life God-sized, then it has to go beyond something that I can imagine. And so I say, Holy Spirit, take me there. Allow me to, to allow your spirit to show me heavenly things. To call me up into dimensions and realms in the spirit where I experience things that have been unknown to me as an earthling. But let us uh, focus our call and our attention to those things that are heavenward. Now, we're going to continue to go into this in the next episode, but we're going to wrap it up and finish the session with that. I want to pray for you right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, you would continue to awaken the hearts of your sons and daughters to eternity. And that, Father, that you would open up the eyes of our heart, that we would see the hope that you have called us to. And when we see the calling And the hope of the calling, we are actually seeing Jesus, our forerunner who has gone before us. We see the the trail, the way, the new and the living way that he's blazed before us. Where he is, that's where you're calling us to be. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that we would be awakened to pursue holy, passionate pursuit of that upward call that is in Jesus. And we thank you for that. And we ask it in your name. Amen. Bless you guys. We love you. Please, uh, after you listen to this, like and share it. uh, And let it bless someone else. Thank you for joining us. Bye. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.